VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the new Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning. Afternoon, evening, whatever you decide to watch or listen to this thing, Billy DeVore, and sitting next to me is... Chris Weir! I'm here when everybody... You, sh you show up, I'll probably be here. I live here. You live here? I live in the Fart Dungeon. Uh, thanks a lot, Nasty Nation, for coming over. There it is. It's I been was, a while. I was about to say, did you forget about Nasty Nation? No, I never forget about Nasty Nation. It's always in the forefront of my mind. There it is. You <laughs> love, love to hear it. Yeah. Never not thinking about Nasty mm -mm, Nation. Mm -mm. Mm -mm, mm -mm. How was your week, pal? It was great. Uh, what? So, work, and then Friday went to the unheard of shoe release. What's that all about? I'm not in the shoe world. Oh, dude, I'm in the shoe game. Lay it on me. Uh, yeah, I got invited to the event where they had, uh, they were doing a drop, like, unheard of, it's a skate shop, downtown, skate shoe shop. Is this like an invite-only situation? It was on Friday. Do they send you, like, in the mail, like, a golden tongue for a shoe? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They sent me the golden ticket. It was a 10. It fit perfectly. Oh, nice. It was so cool. And, uh, yeah, it was, like, a really cool, well-thought-out, like, design. It had a lot of, a lot of heart to it. And uh, the story behind it's great, and it's cool to see like local companies get cool collabs like that. Yeah, like the shoe is featured in Complex and got some really nice write-ups, and uh, the event was great. A lot of um, just like the attention to detail, mm. it was just astounding. It was I'm, very cool. That's cool. I'm trying to appreciate shoes more. Did you say it was a Nike event? Adidas. 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 I was walking by. I was walking through Kohl's, you know, as every uh, Midwesterner, I think, does every, like, week. <laughs> kind of reset your circadian rhythm. Walk through a Kohl's every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was walking by the shoe section, and I was walking by some Nikes. I still don't, it, I still don't feel cool enough to rock Nikes. I want to. I'm going what? to get a pair. It just feels like, like, what I associate that with, always with the cool kid. Mm -hmm. That just seemed like they just priced me out, like, a little <laughs> bit. So I would do Adidas. I would do something, like, a little bit below. Okay. I think I'm eventually going to get some Nikes. You're I think I think now with, you know, mentioning Kohl's, Midwest. Mm-hmm. Maybe some Air Monarchs are for you. They're in your future, dude. Yeah, they for sure are. I, I don't, I'm really embarrassed about how many pairs of white shoes that I have upstairs that are just essentially like the same version. Like yeah. I have two of the exact same pair, just like a, si a half a size off. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know when you when you feel like your feet are swelling like you're a pregnant woman? Yeah, I was like, I want to treat myself right. I want to wear the 11s today. <laughs> Let the boys breathe. Let them breathe. I'm taking out the weekend cruiser. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, that sounded like fun. That was great. And then uh, Saturday I had a gig up at uh, in Green Springs, Ohio. Oh, baby. It was a fundraiser for a firehouse. Okay. Which, you know, northern, you think like, you know, a little outside of Toledo in the woods. Mm-hmm. Good old boys. You're like, man, it's going to be rough. Mm -hmm. But I show up. I get in the back of the parking lot. Giant fucking industrial smoker. Oh. Your people, my folks. Yeah. Immediately, I'm like, I walk up and I took Connor with me. I was like, hold on, I gotta check this thing out. <laughs> See what they're working with. I gotta scope it. Check the specs, dude. It was like, dude, it was this tall. It had mm. a couple stacks. It had a bunch of like small doors and like tons of little rooms, little adjustments and shit. Yeah. And I was just like, man, this is the real fucking deal. Mm -hmm. Get in. 
They had, they smoked pork butt, chicken, smoked mac and cheese, smoked green beans. Wow. Mashed potatoes, full spread. Met the chef. Yeah. Who was also a firefighter. I'm imagining you shaking hands with like a firefighter version of you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like your doppelganger. It was, <laughs> it was pretty close. He yeah. Dusty blonde hair. It's built like me. Yeah. Goatee. Yeah. Sounded the same. Yeah, it was, it was pretty much bizarro country bailing. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Another uh, rib baron. That's cool. No, no, no. It's pork butts. Just pork butts. Pork butts and chicken. Those are his, those are like, that's what I've mastered. Okay, fair enough. Ribs, that's an entirely other beast, I'm oh, sure. Oh, come on. Big yeah, beast. It really is. It's a new animal for, <laughs> for what I'm concerned with. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, dude, and they were so nice. Nice. On board with everything. They cleaned out. So they cleaned out the bay mm-hmm. where they had the trucks. And then they had an actual stage for us. Nice. Somebody spray painted a brick wall. and oh. put Green Springs fire comedy. Nice. They, it's like, yeah, we've been doing this three years in a row. Hell yeah. And this year, this is, uh, we're trying to fall one to see how it goes. And looks like it's good. 150 people. All fu- It was great. It was, and they were, now you got to. There was no restrictions. They just were like, let it rip. Yeah. So fun. Here's this time I set a house on fire. <laughs> did you get to go down the pole? I did not. There was no pole. They were all volunteers. Okay. And like, I, you know, my dad's a paramedic. And like, yeah. I grew up in a firehouse as a kid because when he was a volunteer in EMT. So like the firehouse down the street from us, I spent a lot of time in there. Yeah. That's like where I learned boobs were really cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Where I learned the phrase cushions for the pushing. Mm-hmm. And like where I got, where I asked people for change to get Mountain Dew out. <laughs> <laughs> nothing about fire safety. No, no, nothing at all. Just I, some disgusting shit. I can play a, a mean ping pong though. Yeah. Oh, pool. They had a pool table. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I forgot to tell the story about how one time. My dad used to run the fish fry, and one time I ate 12 pieces of fish, four orders of fries, and six hush puppies, and then went upstairs and threw up in the shower at the firehouse. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, man, we got a four alarm uh, up in the the upstairs. (laughs) Someone upchucked. Oh, looks like we got another little fucking Billy problem going around. (laughs) Me going with my button-up Hawaiian shirt, flat top, cargo (laughs) shorts, just waddling up the steps like... I made another uh oh. <laughs> oh, it's just all tartar. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Dude, sometimes, like those shows where you're going into it, like you go to like a moose lodge or something, you're like, this is going to be fucking awful. But sometimes they are just so on board for everything and they're so respectful that like, you can't. Because a lot of times it's like uh, not your typical cities. So, like, these people will just all come out in that town and just pack the place out, mm-hmm. are so thankful that you came out there and you have a great time, drink for free. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome. I got, a, I got a hotel room. Nice. Yeah. Hotel room and like, uh, it was, you know, 10 minutes away from the firehouse. Nice. Only two Trump hats. Yeah. Yeah. That is great for a firehouse. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's a pretty, it's pretty impressive. It's so weird how they're so pro union, but so pro Trump. I'm like, these things don't fucking, they don't overlap. They don't overlap a whole lot. Um, and then like, just, they hung out with us after for, we stuck around for another hour and a half, gave us a to go box. It was, it was great. That's awesome. It was fantastic. We walked away with some uh, meats and made some people laugh. That's Meat, a... Meats and cheddar. Meats and cheddar, baby. <laughs> so, yeah. And then Sunday, watched football all day. Mm-hmm. And uh, how was your weekend? It was good. I, uh, I did watch the Bengals game. I, watched the, I also watched the Barbie movie. 
recently. Yeah. I had a good time. That was super fun. It's a great movie. Yeah, that was so much. It was different than I thought it was going to be. I did not feel any of that uh, negative charge stuff. If it was, it was very light. You know, Feminism 101 was kind of like, uh, you know, a, a bit of the forefront of the movie, but in a very light way. It yeah. was, I thought it was great. I, Ryan Gosling, upsetting how uh, funny he is. <laughs> yeah, you can't be that hot and that funny. Mm-mm-mm. You know, me, I'm, I'm, I'm just hot. <laughs> leave some for the rest of us, guys. Yeah, leave some of the chuckles for us hot dudes. Come on, man, yeah. Come on. Dude, it was great. I love that. It was, it was fun. The way it's shot, too, mm-hmm. and like the use of color. Yeah, it was very uh, visually engaging, and it did feel like right away you're entering, entering into this kind of like fantasy, like make-believe kids world. And I did get like such a big like Lego vibe from it, and then Will Ferrell's in it too, so that probably subtly had a bit of an effect. But I, I was laughing throughout most of it. It's so great. Yeah. It's really smart. And I loved Alan. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Alan's great. Uh it, it's uh, what's his face, uh, Michael Sarah, yeah. and he has some nice moments. There's one particular scream that he does that really got me when uh, Ryan Gosling's trying to go surf. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was like a distress scream. It, it's a great Michael Sarah uh, moment. <laughs> and everyone like awkwardly just stares at him. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I'm Alan. Yeah. <laughs> did did you uh, did you hear this conspiracy theory? No. That Will Ferrell's character, the CEO, he's actually an Alan who escaped. Okay. Right? All right. Well, I can see that. Maybe leave room for a number two. Who knows? <laughs> well, I always leave room for number two. You have to. <laughs> I do. Well, fuck. Yeah, well, that was pretty much what uh, And I went and watched a couple uh, comedy shows. And uh, yeah, it was fun. We were trying to take it easy a little bit. Uh, went out to the Comet. Saw some fun comedy and friends out there. It was a, it was a nice weekend. That's a great weekend. It was nice. That's, uh, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. That's so nice. I don't think we even talked about uh, Halloween. Did we... Doing episodes since Halloween. Yeah, we did the interview with with Cash. Oh yeah, with Cash Money, dude. That was a good one. That was great. Um, And thanks again for everyone that uh, watched that, shared those uh, reels or whatever. Uh, That was awesome. It was super fun to be a a part of that and get uh, all that special information. Yeah, it was really cool. And also, I mean, I've decided I'm Team Wolves. Wolves? I'm Wolves. I kind of like the Cobras. Oh yeah. I'm more of a. I'm not typically a snake guy, but the Cobras kind of got me. Well, think about this. Okay. Thanksgiving mm-hmm. weekend, that Friday, Saturday. Okay. That's the All Star Showcase. All right. Twenty fourth, twenty fifth. All right. We'll root for some teams. So who do you got? Easter. Who do you got? All uh, baseball United All Stars, East or West? We have to make our predictions soon. We need to. We'll, we'll throw some down and we'll put it out there, and uh, you guys can decide who you like. And also, they got some sweet uh, logos and stuff too. So yeah, check that out. We can also. I'm going to build out. I'm gonna build out my my parlay if 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 I can bet on it. Yeah, that's what we're waiting on. When is it gonna be on like uh, Bet Three Sixty Five, DraftKings? That's what we need. FanDuel is what I need. FanDuel. Okay. Oh, I'm a I'm I am a, I am brand loyal. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know I've teased like making bets. I just never like downloaded it on my phone. Eventually, I'm gonna start developing a crippling habit yeah. towards uh, gambling. Don't worry, gang. Dude, you fucked up when I told you you could have gotten an easy free 250 bucks. I know. I, I just feel like there's gonna be a lot more of those deals, and yep. I just feel like once I cross that threshold, like there's no going back. There is no more of those deals. Like it's so hard. Like if you. If you like booze or like any substance and you could immediately get it like that fix from your phone, that's that can be a devastating uh, combination oh, yeah. with the right people. Oh, dude. Yeah. my I have a friend who like I was standing next to him at an FCC match 
And he just went, well, shit. I was like, what's up, buddy? He goes, I just lost $600. I was like, okay, well. Whoa, what happened, buddy? <laughs> yeah, I do five and ten. Sometimes a 20. This is a friendly match here. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, what are we doing? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're looking for a betting sponsor here, actually. So, yeah. instead of talking about the downfalls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we're all for it. It's fun. It's great. I love vices. That's one of my favorite things to do. What, to, uh, to quote our dear friend John Holmes, the only vice I haven't tried is advice. Very nice. Boom. He's going to love that. We should just clip that up and be like, this is a clip for the week. Us doing John Holmes' jokes. <laughs> Check him out at, at John Holmes Lives. <laughs> yeah. No reason why he says that he's living. Yeah. It's just like, oh, he's still alive. Good for him. Good for him. I think it's because he used to have it as John Holmes Lies. And we were like, you got to uh, change that. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Mm, we're getting there. We're going to figure it out. Your, your, uh, your Christmas lights are very nice. Oh, thank you. We had somebody come and do that. There was no way out of uh, climbed up on the roof to to put those up as meticulously. They got they did like the standard that there's lining out, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the house, and it looks nice, classic white, and it was pretty efficient. So I yeah. liked it. Classic white power. I mean, yeah, white, white, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, just the right color. I mean, just the one, the, the only one that you want in your neighborhood. I mean, <laughs> I mean, come, come on. on. They, they were inexpensive. You know, I can tell like you live in a suburb and I live in a neighborhood that's still a part of the, a city. Yeah. Like the city. Because like I drive up and I see the lights and you're, all of your neighbors have the lights and the inflatables. Yeah. But then you come and park to my, my house, you'll be greeted by a fucking stray dog. Yeah. That happened last night. <laughs> yeah. Because normally it's just stray cats, which yeah. that's already, you know, those fuckers are mean. Mm-hmm. But I was walking out and I was taking front of the pod Tyler home because uh, he had a couple to drink and he was looked at the Uber and it was $35 to go from my house to Mount uh, uh, Mount Adams. And I was like, no, oh, man, I haven't drank. I'll drive you. Yeah. And uh, we get outside and all of a sudden it's like, you remember the RCA dog? The dog that like for RCA like speakers and shit. Yeah. Had yeah. Long nose, yeah. tiny little black eyes. I walk out and this just shit, this little shit kicker runs at me. Like, that's like a Toy Story Sid dog. Yes. Oh, those are the worst. All white. Oh. And then I was like, oh, I was going to reach down to pet it. And I was like, this is a stray dog. Yeah, yeah. And because, and then like I looked at his face and it was like missing so much fucking hair around oh, its eyes and no. stuff. no. I was like, is this dog a fighting dog? But he was just like, burp, burp, and like <laughs> circled us as we walked and like would like stop in front of me. At one point got in between my legs and like looked and like barked at nothing and was like protecting me. I was like, what the fuck? Were you a tactical tactical dog? What's going on here? <laughs> He's like, I got your sex. And <laughs> you start yelling words in German and he responds. <laughs> He's like, nine. He's like, ah, gosh, I shy. But uh, yeah, so I was just like, yeah, you. I have stray cats and dogs and have sometimes found uh, f- empty 40s on the street. Your mm. Christmas lights and your neighbor's lights look great. <laughs> yeah, our, our Christmas lights go up uh, November 1st in this neighborhood. If it paints a picture of this cul-de-sac. That's right, or you get a letter from the HOA. Yeah, it's like, uh, could you please not do that and let the carolers give them some candy? They they work really hard in those songs. Where <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, we have to be like, well, we have shot tracers at the end of that block and over on that one. <laughs> uh, you'll... We're right by like the slow kids playing sign with the shotgun blast holes through it. <laughs> Be mindful of those kids. They're motherfuckers. <laughs> They're motherfuckers. Mm-mm. Also, there isn't a guy at the top of my street clearly breeding pit bulls to fight. But 
I, well, beside I, the point. Beside the point. <laughs> beside the point. I do love where I live. I do like where you live. It's fun. You got a really nice house. I do. Thank you. It's it's nice. Oh, um, you know, it's really nice. Gentlemen, sweep, baby. Mm-hmm. Very nice one. Congratulations. Congratulations, Texas Rangers. You did it. That was a fun postseason. It was uh, a lot of twists and turns there. Really cool. Uh, what'd you think? I mean, you were a Rangers fan. I mean, you grew up uh, with that heritage. I did. It's right here in the clutch, baby. Get this sweet world champ shirt in the clutch.com promo code nasty boys, 10% off. And, and this is nice. It's on comfort colors. I love it. That's cool. So it, yeah, it's nice. It, it's like already the color of my boob sweat on a white shirt. <laughs> that color's in there. Was it the natural color? Uh, comfort colors calls it ivory ivory mm-hmm. yeah i like so, it i like it um but yeah i grew up in that like you know spent a lot of time down there and congratulations rich burfer friend of the pod and friend of mine who uh works for the rangers and like dude the snakes just ran out of venom yeah it seemed that way and they were going so hot playing so well playing their version of baseball uh small ball bunning stealing hitting runs Great defense, uh, just slapping the ball all around. But eventually, they just kind of ran out of steam, ran out of offense, ran out of pitching. Uh, but man, it was it was so awesome to see like what they did, and also just shows kind of like uh, a reflection on how baseball has kind of shifted uh, this past year or so. Yeah, I mean, it felt like the rest of like what they figured out against the Phillies and were running like crazy. Mm-hmm. They stopped doing it. Yeah, and. Uh, there was a, I forget which game, I think it was the game where they won, I think it was game, game four, where they lost, and Mm -hmm. they had like four errors, and I was like, this is not them. Yeah, that was, uh, atypical for sure of them, and it definitely did seem like they weren't, weren't getting on base enough to have the steals, but definitely started, uh, tailing away from what we were used to seeing. Yeah, I mean, then their stars kind of faded. I mean, Corbin Carroll didn't have a great World Series. That game one though, that was one for the books. Yeah, that was fun. It didn't uh, win that one, but it was a very fun, close game. It was really exciting. That that was a really uh, fun uh, first game. Wait, game one, the Rangers won that one. Right, right. right. I was I was oh. talking about like uh, it looked like they were going to win, and all of a sudden they gave up like a couple runs or something late. Yeah. Uh, but that that was an exciting game. It wasn't a blowout like a couple of the others. Seeger hitting that fucking missile into right field and then just screaming into his bat. Yeah, that chunked up bat with all the pine tar on it. Oh, you! <laughs> that was a fun moment. That was so... Like, he's a dude who never shows that type of emotion ever, period. And then finally just lets it rip. At the right time. Right time, and then Adolis hitting that hitting it to walk it off over, over uh, the right field wall. What was so interesting about the Rangers throughout this whole series was they kept losing people. Mm-hmm. Adolis goes out. Scherzer goes out. And they just kept going. Yeah, it was like a platoon of people. Everyone just kept stepping up. And it was like the next man up mentality. And I think Bruce Bochy kind of also was like a big tone setter for that. And it was it was a great team to watch win the World Series the way that they did and with the personnel that they did. Uh, so, I mean, rightfully so that they uh, won that series. Well, it also seems like, you know, like the way that they're talking about this World Series, like only you and I watched it. Yeah, I it was I mean, how many people showed up to like the Rangers uh, celebration? 
You know, there was a ton of people that were out there. It was a really, there was a lot of fans that got to watch a, a World Series that was improbable and extremely exciting. Yeah, I mean, they were what? They were they were saying between uh, 500,000 to 750,000 people showed up. And yeah, I, I it was crazy. It. it looked like a Metallica concert. <laughs> yeah, it was nuts. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it might not have been the most watched, but those aren't, I mean, Texas is a huge market. Mm -hmm. But Arizona, not so much. Of a big market, yeah. Overall, I think it, you know, that that's kind of what you were running against. So I, I give it a. I still say it was a very entertaining World Series. Mm -hmm. Um, so viewership for the NLS, NLCS, and ALCS was up. But here's the thing: if you're listening and watching this, you don't give a shit. True. What those numbers are. Yeah, it's just like baseball. You like watching it regardless. And yeah. I think it'll be good, too. Like, say you have, like, you know, uh, the Yankees, Astros, Dodgers. Maybe give them a little bit of time to cool and have some time to appreciate, you know, the times that you aren't, you know, uh, always in a World Series, always mm -hmm. in the playoffs. It, you know, it's fun, and you get a little spoiled sometimes. So the next time around when they're going to be back in it, you know, maybe the, uh, you know, the viewership will double or there'll be bigger numbers out of those uh, markets. But honestly, I could give less than a shit about that. <laughs> I you know? either. Yeah. I was like, I just want a good World Series and a lot of people who wanted to watch a good matchup. Oh, no, the viewership is down. No. Oh. Some millionaires are going to make more money. Oh, no. That is so upsetting. They're going to have to sell a summer home. Oh, no. They're not going to get that extra yacht they wanted. That is, that's horrible. Oh, man. Now I can't afford these kids in cages. Yeah, my adrenochrome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit. It's I don't just, give two fucks, man. Yeah, it was great. It was great for the Rangers fans. It's great for the, the Diamondbacks. It was it was a great World Series yeah. for baseball I and good baseball it. fans. And they it bookended it perfectly. Game one was great. Game five was great. And watching them explode. And here's the other thing, man. That front office never fucking gave up on that squad. Mm -hmm. DeGrom goes down. They're like, okay, what can we do? Even before the deadline, they're like, our bullpen is dog shit. We watched the Reds sweep them because of how bad their bullpen was. Mm -hmm. And what do they do? They went out and got Chapman. Mm. They went out and they got Jordan Montgomery. And I forget who the other guy they got from the Cardinals was that they put their pen. Mm -hmm. And they fucking kept going. Spores got hot. Mm -hmm. Bochy, like, and that pitching staff knew, like, when he was going to get healthy and kind of got him around, figured out the bullpen. Bochy is the master of that, especially when he was doing it in San Francisco. Yeah. So it was just got everything right at the right time. The front office didn't give up, made the right moves, and then their stars were stars. Yeah. Simeon finally turned it on games, games three, four, and five, and Seager was Corey fucking Seager, who is on now in no doubt in my mind. If he keeps repeating this, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you do repeat that, I can't see why you, you wouldn't find yourself there at the end of your career. And that's that was great, dude, just seeing like the, the plans never changed for them throughout the entirety of the year. And Bruce Bochy said, it's like, I didn't come out of retirement, you know, just to have like a, a good, you know, regular season. It's like yeah. it, the plan is to win the World Series. Yeah. You know, so I, I just thought it was great. I thought it was a great story. Their first World Series win. It was it was awesome. Yeah, they finally broke the curse. And also Bruce Bochy has the best old man walk. Yeah, he did. He's just always like pulling up his britches. Yeah. 
It's like he's shuffling out with slippers on. Yeah. It's almost like he has change in different parts of his body. Yeah. That he's always looking for, trying to find. Yeah. He does like the the man, the old man lean kind of forward thing, mm. arms down, but then he's like pulling up, like, oh, like, oh, oh, wait, is, it, is that a quarter? He walks like, was he in a war or something? Yeah. What is going on there? <laughs> is he too old for the Korean War? That's strange. And his lip limp changes like mid-walk. It's great. I love it. <laughs> And just shuffling. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I didn't get off the couch, fished in Tennessee for nut, you goddamn pieces of shit. What the fuck does he mean there? <laughs> What's he get off the lake? I'm so afraid. He's scary. He's, he's scary, Grandpa. He smells like walnuts. <laughs> and gunpowder? Walnuts and gunpowder. That's the Bruce Bochy we know. Walnuts and gunpowder. The Bruce Bochy story. <laughs> I bet she sleeps in like potato sacks. I can see that. <laughs> it's just a down comforter made with a bunch of like potato, Idaho potato sacks. Yeah. You know what? He, he seems like a guy who would be able to uh, quote titles and years that Three Stooges sketches came out. I can see that. It's the shorts. He was like, yeah, I remember the one where they all went golfing. This is this is the court scene. This is, you see Larry's going to use the chalk. He's going to ride down on there. And Elmo's going to sit on it. It's going to get on his butt. They're going to keep playing the tic-tac-toe game after he gets up, though. It's a, it's a classic. And then Curly's going to build the shower into himself. Yeah. It'll be like a little chunky cage. <laughs> you see, the parrot heard the murder. That's why he's the one squawking up there. And this is when the jury all starts turning around. The fire hose comes out. It, it was a crazy, wacky one there. Anyways, I didn't come out of retirement. I mean, just to stop watching my three stooges, just <laughs> Bruce. I don't know. We're just talking. This is a mound visit. We gotta. This is. We gotta wrap this up. We gotta move. We're just bringing in a lefty. Mm. Bringing in a lefty. The best was also like when they wrapped the a, the a, the ALCS. Yeah. And they had all the beers out, and he was standing back there, and he was pulling on his pants, being an old guy. <laughs> he had. He because it's sponsored by Budweiser. Yeah, but he was back there. He's like, I'm drinking up Miller Lite. He had like a Miller Lite, <laughs> showed it to the guy. Oh my pointing, god! And then like pointing at the Budweiser, just being like, oh, oh, oh. I got my preference. <laughs> got my thing. You know, I've been drinking this 48 years. <laughs> yeah. So, oh fuck, it was great. I love Bruce Bochy, man. Mm. Love those old guys and Dusty Baker. He's done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good job for Dusty. Uh, got to go out playing on a nice, you know, Astros team there. Went deep in the playoffs and had a great career. It was great. And he, man, he got fired up one of the last games when he got tossed. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> he ruined so many good starting pitchers' careers. <laughs> uh, whatever. Yeah, I just fuck him. I understand. I understand, and especially I know Cubs fans absolutely don't really care for him. I mean, he ruined Mark Pryor and Kerry Wood. Mm-hmm. He looks yeah, great whatever. with those uh, wristbands on, though. I'll tell you that much. And you know what? He finally loosened up, and the ALCS took off those surgical gloves. Oh, my God. Yeah, It's like, you got to stop baking those wings in the back, man. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, but I'm working on my garlic habanero. <laughs> God damn it. Fuck. You got to wait. <laughs> you got to do your dry rubs before the game, buddy. <laughs> but, I, but I got my gloves. We know. <laughs> we know. We know, bud. <laughs> uh, and uh, they, they announced the winners for the gold gloves. That's always exciting. There weren't any reds that won. There's only one issue that I have, and that is Fernando Tatis should not have won a gold glove for right field. You think uh, there should be like a stain put on that? Do you think like I mean, if you get suspended, you should be out of the running for stuff like that? Yeah, especially when it's for like performance enhancing drugs. <laughs> yeah, kind of like cheating or whatever. Yeah, for sure. No, it seems so weird. It's just like you're getting 
punished for something you did knowingly wrong, and then the same organization that punished you is saying, well, here, you did such a great job this year. Did you see how fucking awesome you were? You were great. The year that you were on your performance-enhancing drugs? Yeah. You just fucking crushed it, man. Well, I think they're they're giving him a gold glove this year, then they're going to give him a gold glove the next year. Yeah. Because then he won't be able to use a needle. Oh, there you go. To put it in his body, baby. Yeah, baby. Gold glove to match the gold running through your veins. Oh, more of a heroin thing, but... Uh, <laughs> And a, and a John Bryan song. And a, and a John, but more importantly, fuck Tatis. Fuck them. Yeah, dude, I just think that's such a crock of shit. But again, it's the golden gold gloves. And like, does anyone truly give a shit? Unless it's like, unless it's like your team, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's unless your player gets slighted. That's like when you like get upset about that. Like I was just, you know, going through some like Vado stuff and just looking at the times like, you know, he should have gotten another award. He never got a silver slugger. Right? No, he lost to um, Paul Goldschmidt the year that he also got snubbed and lost by one vote to Giancarlo Stanton in 2017, the year of our Lord. Yeah, I, that was the one I was looking at. I was like, this seems fucking ridiculous. Dude, the fact that he walked away, the fact that he walked away with nothing was just, we'll get to him in a minute. Mm. I promise we didn't forget about Joey Votto. Um, one thing that we, I feel like we gotta fucking talk about this one. Mm -hmm. This is huge. This is like division shifting type of, mm -hmm. type of move here. Craig Council. Craig Council. Craig Council is now the member, the member. He's the yeah, member. He is a member. Let me take that from the top. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> That was not bad. You started all the way over. That was really good. Thanks, man. Yeah, of course. If you think you can do a better impression of me than Chris, send it in. We'll That's have a, a contest. Nice yeah. Whoever wins gets a free new Nasty Boys hat. Mm -hmm. So just tag us on Instagram, you know, or just send us in the stories. Mm -hmm. And if you win, we'll pick the winner and you'll get a hat. We'll get you a hat. We'll get you a hat. Do you think that's a, that's a fun contest? I like that. Yeah, do your best, Billy. Yeah, do your best, Billy. Do your best. Hello, everybody. That's pretty good. Thanks, man. I've been working on it. <laughs> <laughs> I've only been doing it for five fucking years. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah. Um, Craig Council is now the manager of the Chicago Cubs. This means a lot of things in our division. Mm -hmm. And I have, I've got... I've got a fucking list. He's got a list, people. I always have a list. What's what's number one on that list you got there? The Cubs are going for it. Mm -hmm. There's no way around it. You mm -hmm. go and you sign a guy like this, you give him a five-year, $40 million deal, you're saying our window is wide open and it's time to win. Yeah, and we were saying before that uh, the Central Division and the NL is going to be a lot more competitive, and this is... The sign of the times. Yeah, it is going to happen a lot quicker than we thought. Yeah, because they feel now the Cubs feel like they got to get off the snide and spend some bucks. Yeah, I'm sure they feel the pressure coming from us uh, as well as some other teams. So yeah, this is this is pretty exciting if you're a Cubs fan. Yeah, it's a little. little uh, it's not what you want to see if you're a Reds fan because it does, like Billy said, signal that they are making an effort to mm -hmm. uh, go for it. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think this means. They re-sign Bellinger. Mm -hmm. Think they're going to really go for it and re-sign Bellinger. And I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, he was on their short list when he got here the first time and he was a free agent. Shohei Otani. Like, I'm going to stoke those flames for those that fan base again. Do you think they'd be willing to invest that amount of money to bring Otani to Chicago? Fuck yeah. Yeah? 
Oh, yeah, dude. Okay. Are you kidding me? It's not even just... So if you're looking at it from just a baseball, like, on-the-field production yeah. standpoint, you know, they're going to be like, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. But they are also thinking about the fact that, you know, they're a major city, mm-hmm. and they can house the type of shit that he brings in. Mm-hmm. The All of the tourists, the people, um, the like, the, the revenue from advertising. Mm-hmm. Like, Anaheim, not a big city. Mm-mm. They're a little brother to the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Chicago, they're the big brother to the White Sox. Think about all of what they could charge. Already the second most expensive ticket in baseball. Wow. Imagine what they could do if they have Shohei Otani out there. Yeah, that would definitely justify it. And it would take a loyal fan base and make them just way more loyal and just breed a whole bunch of like new uh, fans coming to you know the Chicago Cubs fan base. Yeah, tons. I mean, you're bringing an entire country. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, do I think it happens? No. But does this say like, hey, man, we're showing that we're in the running and that we want to win and we want to be consistent playoff appearance ursy sirs. Yeah. Season people. <laughs> yeah, it's something yeah. you want to do to give the appearance. If you want to be, uh, you know, someone that's a contender for something like Otani, uh, doing something like this will definitely, uh, you know, get some looks and show him and give him confidence that you are trying to go in the right direction. Yeah, 100%. And it's an upgrade from the Angels if he goes there. A massive upgrade. Look, I get it. It gets a little cold, but bud, you're still by some water. So I want him to go because that means that Shohei would come here at least two series a year. That'd be pretty rad. That'd be nice, Mm -hmm. wouldn't it? Um, And also, if they're really going for it, Cubs have been in, like, for the past couple years, or, well, started really last year, but that the the Mets were going to trade Pete Alonso. The Cubs have wanted Pete Alonso. They have some prospects that could do it. This says, hey, I, you know what? Our window's open. We're going to go get it. We need a first baseman. I think, yeah, I think it'd be a good fit. They love having dumb first basemen in Chicago. <laughs> real fucking beef boys out there. <laughs> yeah, dude. real dumb dumbs. And you know, it's uh, it gets pretty cold there in the winter. Mm-hmm. And you know who loves the cold? Polar bears. Yeah! <laughs> oh, come cute. on. It's so cute. It's so cute. <laughs> and uh, and also with the Mets, with their hiring, basically, what, a Yankees bench coach who hasn't ma- managed in 15 years? Yeah. Except it was like in AAA. Like, they're just saying, like, we need a guy to just sit around here for a minute. Mm-hmm. Just, you're good. Just, we're going to keep building. Mm. Which I feel bad for uh, uh, Lindor, but you know what? You sign one of the richest deals in baseball. You can have a couple rebuilding years. Yeah, it's all right. It's fine, bud. Um, number two on this list, the Brewers are going to suck faster than we thought. Yeah. Like, quick. That's fine with me. I like that. Hey. Good with it. Yeah. Awesome with it. Mm-hmm. And that means Council's gone. Woodruff is out for the year with shoulder surgery. I think that this means the Brewers are going to trade Corbin Burns. They're going to start blowing it up. That'd be nice. Uh, that'd be some more wins for the Reds, and you know, makes our division a bit more uh, easily to navigate. And that's not going to be easy, but that's good. No, I mean it's you know the fact that like you look at Josh Hader, and mm. they did this thing. You know, you know, year left on Arb, and mm. a year and a half well, was near the trade deadline, traded with the Padres in the middle of a race. They were just like, yeah, let's get what we can. Mm-hmm. Imagine the haul they can get for a one a guy one year removed from winning the Cy Young. Oh, dude, yeah. And that's enough to like 
that can replenish and help you rebuild to continue being a mediocre, hanging around it, around in the division, wild mm. card, get to the postseason, losing the first round, just to continue being the Brewers. Right. That's what that move would do. Okay. And I think it's about how many times we played the Brewers uh, this past season and how many times, I'm not sure uh, how many games we won against them or what a record was, but, I mean, I like the idea of them because they just seem to have our number and a lot of other teams' numbers this past year. And that was because of the game planning by the front office Mm -hmm. and the game planning in hand with Craig Council. Yeah. That – Stearns was gone. He advised this year, basically. Mm-hmm. But he's, you know, wasn't there full day to day, but advised. So I'm sure he had a hand in that game planning. And sure as shit, Craig Council wasn't on that game planning mm-hmm. and managing that. You have two major cogs of that gun. So if you're a Reds fan, you feel really good about that. Yeah. And most importantly, it doesn't matter if the Cubs hired Craig Council because the Reds are still going to win the division in 2024. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. They're gonna. Everyone else is gonna suck, and that is that's how you do journalism. Yeah, they suck. Ah! No, I, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to next year. I mean, we've been talking about it a lot. Uh, they're gonna be a bit more seasoned. They're gonna have a bit more familiarity with how to play 162. They have had time to gel, and they're going to come out with a game plan to win their division and just really show people that they do belong. And this is going to be a really, really fun time. Uh, A little unfortunate that we don't have everyone back on the roster. And this also means they're going to do everything that we said on our list. Mm -hmm. True. 100%. They're going to do it. But yeah, man, no, you're right. And like, you know, going into this offseason, knowing that they're going to spend and they're going to do stuff, they're probably going to make some moves, which we'll get to later. Um, It's just... Seeing the, the land shit, the the landslide of what was going on, mm. just that's a just that one move how it affects everybody else. It didn't really affect the Cardinals. It didn't really affect the Pirates, but in general, like those two teams, you know, that's a huge swap, man. That's crazy. That'd be like, that would be like if uh, if. Uh, what Mike Tomlin, who's been at the Pittsburgh Steelers for so long, mm-hmm. a guy who's been st- just the definition of stability mm-hmm. and an excellent head coach, just left and was like, I'm actually going to coach the Bengals. Yeah, that will be pretty wild. I mean, you're taking like a foundational piece and shifting it over, and you'll probably see you know the immediate effects of that. But yeah, it's definitely going to be something that's going to be felt by both organizations. Yeah. You know what? There's something that... Uh, fans of this club, organization, people in the front office, people all around this organization, in it, around it, been watching it for years. We all felt something over the weekend. They changed the recipe of the nacho cheese. I understand, Billy. <laughs> it's devastating, but we need to get to on to some more important matters. Now. Yeah, no, we really need to thin it out so my yeah. heart processes it better. <laughs> I know. Um, the Reds did not pick up the option. For Joey Votto, it's not – we've been saying this – I've been saying it for two-plus years. You, We've been talking about it all this year. We aren't surprised, mm-hmm. but it doesn't hurt any less. Yeah, it's sad that it finally happened. You know, you're anticipating that Band-Aid being pulled off, and, and when it did, it, it still hurt. Uh, it still hurts, and, you know, it, it's sad, but you do feel uh, there is a, a – it's a little cathartic knowing that, okay, we're going through it, 
Yeah. Uh, it's just weird thinking that, you know, how long has it been since it's been 17 years since we uh, watched a Reds team that didn't have a Joey Votto on yeah. it. So, I mean, Nick Kroll's statement was great for 17 seasons, 17 seasons mm-hmm. <laughs> for 17 seasons. Joey has been the heart of, of Reds baseball is a most valuable player, all-star and respected clubhouse leader. His contributions to our team and his extraordinary generosity towards those in need throughout our region and beyond cannot be measured at this point of the off season. That's very important Mm -hmm. at this point of the off season, based on our current roster and projected plans for 2024 as an organization, we cannot commit to the playing time Joey deserves. He forever will be part of the Reds family and the appropriate time we will thank and honor him as one of the greatest baseball players of this or any generation. Now, what I think is most important at this point of the off season, mm-hmm. that the door's not slammed. Yeah, it doesn't it's feel cracked that way. open. Yeah, it does seem like there's a line of communication uh, that's still there in case things shuffle out a particular way. Yeah. And Joey knows where he's at with it. Mm-hmm. Totally. And you can tell from what uh, our friend of the pod, C. Trent Rosecrans, tweeted out, and the one that really stood out to me, uh, and I don't think this was in the in the story that he put up on The Athletic. If you haven't read it, do read it. I'm not going to be one of those guys who's going to sit here and read The Athletic to you. Go read Trent's work. It's not hard. And it's six bucks a month. You can fucking afford it. Don't be a douche. Um, he tweeted, more Joey. Full story should be up soon. Quote, at 40 years old, a team that's that's about to be a championship compound... Comp- fuck me more (laughs) joey full story should be up soon at 40 years old a team that's about to be a championship caliber team didn't pick up the option of a guy who hit 200 in back-to-back seasons that's a quote from joey yeah that's it's pretty blunt and honest you know and you know of course Older in his, you know, uh, career and dealing with some injuries, but I mean that—that's the short of it, right there. So I don't think like he feels slighted in any way. I mean, in his own words. So yeah. And the fact that he thinks he's like, I think I can play one more. I think I can play one more. He's been very vocal about that. I believe that he could. But mm-hmm. the fact that he's going to be in his age forty season, and then in September, you know, second week of September, he'll be forty-one. It's a lot to ask of a guy who had major reconstruction surgery of his shoulder. Yeah, um, there was definitely these moments, these pockets of, you know, series, weeks, or a week or so, where Votto looked like Votto when he first came back. That was amazing. Seeing him uh, don the the all-black and then get to wear the Viking helmet for the first time had some spectacular moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, but being required to play you know, a, a long season seems to be outside the realm of what he is capable of at this point in his career. And of course, after coming off of like a, a big surgery. So I don't know what the future is going to hold for him. I do think he possesses uh, the ability to play at a high caliber, but uh, to sustain that might be challenging, but there's still, uh, I'm sure there's going to be teams out there that may want to make an offer. To him. Sure. I mean, it's the first time in his career he's a free agent. Mm-hmm. He's never got to test those waters. So let, you know, let the fish into the pond, you know, let, let him out of the pond, go in the ocean. Let him experience it. See what's up. See what you can get. But you know what? The pond, you can come back to whenever you want. You know the temp. You know the temp. You 
mm, that's nice. It's pretty Get warm, right? Mm-hmm. He's never going to play 100 games again. Mm-hmm. I don't. I see him, you know, maybe 84 to 86 games this next season. Mm-hmm. That's just the, I mean, that's just a part of it. You, 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 father time's undefeated, man. Yeah, exactly. Father time's undefeated. That's a good way to put it. And I do like what Trent tweeted uh, that Joey said is as far as any sort of dissatisfaction or any slights, man, that's just noise. This mm-hmm. has been the best. Ah, oh, classic. So it was great. And he put out a video too. And it was awesome to see all that. And, you know, J- Votto just seems to be so in tune uh, to his fans in the city of Cincinnati. So, yeah, I just don't, I just, you know, I think that they'll, you know, they'll, I think that they probably made an offer. He didn't like it. He's going to go try to test free agency and then they might offer him more or whatever, but who knows? And I just, um, I don't know, man, it, 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 it doesn't, it just doesn't feel bittersweet. And anybody who complained about it, like they were like, Oh, how could you not bring him back? There's a lot of reasons. Just tons. Like I can give 20 you, million. Yeah. Yeah. I can give you 13 million. Why? Mm-hmm. And that 13 million can be used for one year of an elite, of a very good starting pitcher. That could be used for two above average bullpen arms. And that, stuff we were missing last year. Yeah. That's something Votto knows. He's not going to want to get in the way of like Cincinnati being able to go into the playoffs. So I think he's well aware of what potential baggage he could bring. Mm-hmm. Uh, with having to cover that amount of uh, a contract. So, yeah, uh, it's upsetting that Joey Votto is no longer a red, but it's not out of the realm of possibilities that he could be a red again. Well, you know what the sign of a great true player is? What's that? Knowing when to step out of the way. Mm -hmm. And that's he's like, yeah, I got it. Good. Totally. Yeah. Not going to contribute like I could. So Very selfless player. Yes, and dude, and Joey did not want the 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 fanfare of like a last trip around, like mm. like you know, like Miggy. He's just like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do my job, and I wanna hit the eagle on the way home, get some chicken, and go home. Yeah, yeah, you guys can do all the fanfare stuff. Let me know how it goes. So yeah, it does feel very Vado esque, especially too. Like if that was his last at bat. And him getting like thrown out—that was such a classic Vado thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, this is just, just uh, another part of the Vado story that uh, we're at right now, uh, and we'll see what happens. He could yeah. come back, uh, and what capacity that might be, who knows? Could be, you know, to be a part of uh, the coaching uh, aspect of the Reds organization. Could be. I, you're going to see him in so many booths talking about baseball, doing play-by-play, color commentating. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. It's, it's going to be great seeing Fido come even more into himself in this stage of his uh, you know, relationship with baseball. Yeah, well, I think I think you're right. I think getting him into a booth could happen if, if he doesn't sign. So, <clears throat> Yeah, for oh, sure. There it is. Something in my throat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Reds did bring somebody back. Breaking. This is very big, big news. Yeah, lay it on us. Big news. The Reds re-signed minor league contract and invited to 2024 Major League Spring Training Camp left-handed pitcher Jacob Heatherly. Mm. There's something that warms the heart, you know? 
Really gets us moving. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Love to see it. He was a minor league free agent at the end of the 2023 season. Uh, Cespedes Family Barbecue tweeted, been a slow burn for Heatherly, but I saw him in, with Dayton this year and was very intrigued. Command control remained a massive question mark, but it's big time stuff for a left-handed pitcher. Among all I am MILB pitchers with 50 innings plus, his 38.2K rate ranked 10th. And his 22.3% walk rate rated fourth. So, mm. you know, still a project. But, yeah. But, you know, somebody the Reds drafted in 2017 and brought him back to Dayton. And it's still just depth. And it's a fucking Hail Mary. Yeah. Left, left-handed arm. That, that's he get. That's what we left, got. Left-handed depth, baby. Uh, Mariners did not extend the qualifying offer to Teoscar Hernandez. He, so he's officially a free agent. And that basically we can confirm he'll be a Cincinnati Red next year. Yep. Yep. It's in the books. There it is. We did it. Mm-hmm. We signed him. Made it happen. Yep. Manifested. <laughs> um, and also, well, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, the GM meetings start tomorrow. Um, it's we're gonna, you know, I my here's my uh, my my steamer, my my steamer take. Steam it on me. Steamer take before we move along. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think we're gonna see a lot more activity quicker this offseason mm-hmm. and i think that was i think that was telegraphed by the signing of a lot of managers early okay getting it done quickly like you know mets cubs today uh giants last week guardians today steven vote guy was just playing baseball now mm-hmm. he's the manager of the guards it's wild crazy so yeah i mean you've you got a you know quick turnaround so and then the gm meetings i i and i think we're gonna see some big moves even before the beginning of next year okay so and uh we'll hear jonathan india's name a whole lot yeah i'm sure uh a lot of stuff will be coming up here and we'll see how uh all these faces of these organizations kind of get reshaped over the offseason. Yeah. It's round third and head for home. What do you got? Uh, the Flyover Fest is happening this week, Thursday through Saturday. Uh, come check me out. I'll be posting like when the times are of when I'm performing. That's in St. Louis. Come check that out. Uh, Billy, what do you got? Uh, November 25th, I will be opening for Felonious Monk at Commonwealth Sanctuary. Shows at 7.30 and 9.30. Come nice. check that out. It's a special event. Felonious is very funny. Hannah Roshline's middling. Okay. It's going to be a big show. going to be a good one. Felonious, very funny fellow. Fun. Uh, I think that's what I have on the calendar for. I've got some stuff in December, but, um, we're going to take a little, little, little break you know it's deser- well deserved time off there isn't any baseball unless something happens mm-hmm. or gotta, we book an interview i gotta ice my shoulder yeah i gotta i gotta rip one should i mm-hmm. oh, oh. let it out oh uh, and the chair finally collapses <laughs> <laughs> and finally the one screw just gives yeah. up i need a hose down this wall <laughs> you blew it out i got the tarp crew comes out <laughs> ground screw get out of here get out of here Tarp crews at my house. Yeah. yeah, you know what's up. <laughs> if you know, you know. Uh, thank you to Sports Drink for housing the audio for this podcast. Uh, thank you to In the Clutch. Check it out. Get the shirt. Do it up. Ten percent off. Nasty boys, all caps. 
Um, yeah, they, they, uh, they, uh, thank, uh, thank you for being my co-host. You did great this year. Oh, thanks. It was so much fun, buddy. You're one in the books. I know. It was great. It was really exciting. Uh, we've come a long way. Uh, thank you guys for bearing with me, getting caught up to speed. But I had a lot of fun talking baseball with uh, one of my good buddies. Oh, this is so sweet. Yeah. And guess what? I mean, you know what? Then we have a little time off, and then next thing you know it, you know, we're going to be like, holy shit, the Reds signed Teoscar Hernandez, Sonny Gray, and out of nowhere, Josh Hader. Yeah, it's going to be some wild stuff. All yeah. the stuff we talked about is going to come to fruition, and it's going to be a blast. Yes, it's going to be great. Uh, lastly, I would like to thank you for watching and listening. It means the world to us. Uh, we, we mostly do this for ourselves. You being a part of it helps a lot. Just kidding, Nasty Nation. We love you. Mm-hmm. It means a lot. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and uh, yeah, I think I think we covered it all, didn't we? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, thank you, Nasty Nation. We really appreciate you guys tuning in, uh, hanging out, out with us, getting weird, having fun, being silly, talking baseball, doing all that stuff. We really, really appreciate it. Got one last thing to say. Go Red Legs. Go Red Legs.